Shivani, we bout to party, we bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Welcome everyone to AEW Unrestricted, this is Aubrey Edwards and Tony Shivani hey, here with... Uh, one of my favorite absolute things about AEW is working with you. So how are you today, Tony? I'm doing fine. I, uh, we have a, as we're recording this, we have a lot of a uh, lot of things coming up. We're doing a lot of uh, rampages live. Oh which yeah. Which means which means we not only have to go out on a Wednesday or for a Wednesday, but we have to go out for a Friday as well. Which there's uh, for uh, uh, personally for our schedule, it's a little bit more challenging, but. To me, it's more rewarding because we get to see each other more than once a week. It's definitely like that's the silver lining of it. I think I look like I'm home like five days this month. So, you know, trying to make sure that my husband doesn't want to leave me. Mm. But it's it's great because it's one of those like this. We always put this job over and like working with Tony Khan and working with everyone else, like how absolutely great it is. And I feel like even though Wednesdays are really long days when we have like Elevation and Dynamite and Rampage and we're doing all of that and we're exhausted and we're getting on planes the next day. It's one of those like positive food for the soul type things. Yeah. Like I I am so happy that I get to work with all these awesome people. And I think that's one of the benefits of this month in particular is just how much more I get to work with everybody and how all of these cool experiences and going to all these cool venues and watching all these stories unfold. Like, it's great. I love it. It's uh it is a it is wonderful. It is a challenge, but it's a challenge that we decided we wanted in our life when yes. we decided to get into this business. So, there you go. So, I I do uh I do uh echo and agree with everything you've just said about uh the challenges that we've had and uh they're good challenges. I'm really uh, proud to be a part of AEW and proud to be able to work with great people like yourself and you know, you and I have a great relationship that we've developed ever since day 1. Uh, yeah. and it, it's, it's been tremendous. It really has. So thank you for all of that. And, and of thanks course. to all of our fans out there who have been uh, so positive about our stuff. I know, uh, you can't please everyone. And, uh, I know that from being married, uh, that you, <laughs> <laughs> that you can't please everyone, but that's the nature of being a human and the uh, things we live in. But so we're here to talk about what's going on in AEW from our perspective and, how we enjoy working with the people that we work with. And uh, so we just want to uh, thank fans for being with us here on AEW Unrestricted because we've been doing this since the, uh, since the beginning, you know, right. back, in the, almost, yeah, back uh, in the beginning, years in. right back in the beginning, we used to, uh, Stacy, our producer, uh, used to actually come on the road with us oh, and now yeah. she, and now she decided that she doesn't want to have anything to do with us. I don't on, a one on, on a one-on-one level. She only talks to us on <laughs> zoom now, so I get it. But the pandemic, it changed things, right? It did. It did. And yeah. I think you also just like recording these podcasts in your PJ pants. So really, yes, that's I the do. real reason. With my dog. Yeah. yeah. Right. Dog. I mean, right. like, we, we got a bug on the podcast. So it, all, mm-hmm. it work, all works out great. But yeah, it's like we always kind of reference back to the pandemic and how, how much of a change it was for AEW and how much of a growth period it was. But we used to do these podcasts in bulk uh, at the venue the day before and trying to organize travel with talent and get them in and... 
we'd have a bunch and you're just knocking them out. And then eventually it's, oh, well, we, we can't leave our houses now. What do we do? Oh, well, mm-hmm. let's let's just do it over Zoom. And now it's it's always feels like a, a fun thing when we get to do them in person. Like when we do them in person with Tony Khan, we did the one with Jericho recently for our three-year dynamite anniversary and that's always really fun it kind of just like a throwback almost it's weird to think that the company's been around long enough that we can have these moments of like throwback yeah well you 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 mentioned anniversary we just came off of our three-year anniversary of doing aew dynamite uh i don't know what we expected when we started this uh back in uh, october of 2019 but here we are with some great events and uh on that uh there's a question here that, that uh, Stacy had wanted to ask us, uh, and she said, share a favorite moment or match from the third anniversary show. I guess it's a product getting old, but I can't remember anything from that show. <laughs> no, I just do no, so no, much. No, no, no. To be perfectly so- honest, I couldn't either. She sends the notes last night, and I'm like, oh, my God, what happened on that show? I couldn't remember. Right. So I like... I went in through my phone and like went through like the green fly where they send us all the graphics to promote the show on Twitter. And I'm like, Oh, that was that match. That was that match. Okay. Yeah. And I remember from that show specifically, I officiated two matches. One of them was hangman versus Roosh. And one of the things that Roosh did back in, when he was in ROH full time is he'd go over to the cables on the floor from the, uh, cameraman when, when the ref's back was turned. So I found out about this later. Kayfabe, kayfabe. Uh, and he'd take those cables and like choke a guy. And I remember him just saying like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, but uh, do whatever you want. It's, it's I'm not getting heat for it. And then as soon as he does it, I hear BJ, who's the coach for the match in my ear, like, get off the cables, get off the cables, get off the cables. Truck's yelling at me, truck's yelling at me. And I'm trying to like go out to Roosh, like, dude, stop it, stop it, stop it. And it just looks like I'm doing my normal ref stuff, like telling him like, you got to get off this. But I'm like, oh God, if he unplugs the camera, like we're totally screwed. Mm. So there's this extra layer of like, oh, please don't take us off the air. Don't take us off the air. This is a cool spot, but not worth it not worth it let's get the hell out so i think uh i think dispense is getting him a set of cables for himself that he gets to use now so yeah. that we're not taken from jamie's camera <laughs> I, I i just know we were in washington dc for that and uh it, it's a smaller type arena uh than we're used used to but it works for us and it looks great on tv and uh i think what i remember more than anything else when when you ask me now what you remember about specific shows i don't necessarily remember what the fans see I remember just the work we had to do backstage to get the show going. That's what I remember mm-hmm. most now because it's uh, it's it's quite a challenge at times. Uh, but uh, that's kind of what I remember. I've heard this phrase in wrestling a lot that when you watch a cool match, the only thing people remember is what they felt and the finish. And yeah. I think that's a lot of how like I feel. It's like, oh, yeah, today was a good day of TV. Couldn't tell you anything that I did, but I just know it was a good day of TV and it felt good and the fans were into it. And, you know, it just, we, we left with smiles on our faces. And I think it's crazy that people just like don't quite understand how much we're traveling. Like right. I check a bag at the airport and they ask where my final destination is. And I just have this deer in the headlights look at my face because I don't know where I'm going half the time. Right. I just show up at the airport whenever my boarding pass tells me to show up. So, well, if we did have on that anniversary show, um, we did have, I, I remember we had MJF wrestling because he doesn't wrestle that much. And he wrestled Wheeler Yuta. That's right. Uh, I, I remember that. And I remember Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. I do remember that because both are such great athletes and great performers and, and great guys to work with. So, 
Uh, I do remember that, but I just remember thinking that, oh, it's the third anniversary. Yes. Here we go for year four. <laughs> we got something we next go. week. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a busy life. It really is. It's a good life. It's a challenging life. And so sometimes we don't always remember what the fans remember. It's not to say that that's not important. It's just like any, anything else, I think. You can't compare what we do to any, any other type of job or any no. other type of but when you ask pers- ask a person, what did you do at, at work this week? Sometimes they they can't remember. What did you do to work last week? Because yeah. it's it's still work for us. So anyway, so to answer the question, what are your memories from the uh, the anniversary show in Washington, D.C.? I remember we were in Washington. I remember I drove up from Atlanta. And I remember I got my tires muddy from parking in that shitty parking lot. God, that Washington, parking DC. lot, man. God, yeah, hearing hearing the production crew talk about that parking lot, the the yeah. mud pit of that venue. Yeah. That's the thing I remember about DC is when we were because we were in that venue before, and right. I remember us coming back. People were like, "Have we been in this venue?" And just saying, "Yeah, it's the mud pit." And everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, that's one." Okay, I get lost backstage at that venue. I never remember where they put the medical team. They're right. shoving the commissioner in a closet. Like there's just. The interview said is that the one spa where everyone's like crossing paths. So George is right. yelling at everyone to be quiet and no one can mm-hmm. stay quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's close quarters. Yeah. It very much is. And it's a mud pit because of all the construction they got going on around there. And apparently it's going to be pretty soon. It's going to be very, very nice, but they're building a parking deck and they're making their constructing roads. So anyway, so I got my tires money. That's what I remember about our anniversary show. Yeah. We've had a couple other great shows recently particularly i want to talk about grand slam and Uh our return to queens like i i absolutely love that venue it's for one it's gorgeous two the locker rooms are great i like that the things we remember is like oh the locker rooms are fantastic right but like because it's the tennis stadium you walk in and each of the locker rooms have the names of all the tennis champions for each year and it's just kind of this moment of history it's like walking into the united center with all of the the stuff from the Bulls and their history. It's just like, wow, this is insane. And to think like how kind of new this building is in in general, but to see all of the things that have happened in the history of another sport as you're there participating in something. And it's a giant building, another one where we end up getting lost all the time. But uh, yeah, we had a huge show. We had two-hour Dynamite, two-hour Rampage. Uh, my in-laws went and they are not wrestling fans. So the pyro kind of scared them a little bit. We had Soraya, show up which was mm-hmm. incredible i was not expecting her i think right. they they hid her in a closet that was labeled like aew tech supply so no everyone knew not to go in there <laughs> that's exactly what they did yeah yeah i love that i was like when do we have a tech supply closet oh okay mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Mm, smart yeah smart okay yeah that was uh that was a great night the acclaimed became world tag team champions oh, and wonderful that uh the acclaimed they're a great story i, I know we've had them on before but they, they are a great story because when they first started, it was like, okay, these kids have a lot to learn and, and they developed and they got better. And of course they're two fine athletes. So that didn't take them that long when you're a great athlete to be able to develop, become a good pro wrestler. But sometimes you stumble on something that works and the scissoring <laughs> caught on. It really did. It caught on. And, uh, it is the one thing that's helped elevate them from, just one of our tag teams to our tag team champions. Yeah. I I mean, I'd mentioned that my in-laws were a Grand Slam 
And my first thought was, oh, no, uh, I'm going to have to explain to them what scissor me daddy means. Right. And uh, that's not really a conversation I'm looking forward to having. But I think it was one of those feel-good moments. Like, both those guys are from that area. They have this great record in AEW, so over with the fans, selling a lot of merchandise. People are showing up with cardboard scissors mm-hmm. to shows every single week. And, like, you, you can't not notice that. They had an incredible match at All Out with Swerve and Keith Lee. So it was just the culmination of this wonderful thing. And then it leads into National Scissoring Day, which I don't think any of us really knew what to expect with that. Uh, but it was incredible. And I love that they've been paired with Billy Gunn. Billy oh, Gunn yeah. told me something very early on in my time at AEW. And to quote him directly, he says, if we're not having fun wrestling, then why the fuck do we do it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's that's the acclaimed in, in general. They're just clearly yeah. having fun with it. Yeah, and just so you could explain to your in- in-laws, and they explained this on the anniversary show when they announced that they would have National Scissoring Day, if you'll recall. If you explain this to your in-laws, that scissoring is just another form of a handshake. Exactly. That's all it is. Finger taints touching. There you go. <laughs> just another fo- another form of a handshake. So, uh, But anyway, it's, it's really cool, and I'm really glad to see both those kids do well. And I'm very glad to see that uh, that Billy Gunn is, uh, is part of all that because he is a delight on many levels. He just makes me laugh. I was not here when you guys talked to his sons and Alex uh, Abrahandes uh, filled in for me. And I appreciate that. But uh, his sons are also uh, on the rise too, as far as tag teams are concerned. They are. I like, and I, and I want you to expand on this a little bit. I like what we consider homegrown talent. I do. That, that became stars under the guise of AEW. It's not that I don't like seeing guys like Moxley and Danielson, uh, who have come here from the WWE and do well and help elevate us, which they have done. I don't, there's no denying that. But I like the homegrown talent, and I really think that acclaimed and not only the guns are that as well. They are. They are. And uh, we should talk more about that on our next segment here on AEW Unrestricted. everybody, this is Tony and Aubrey shooting the shit on AEW Unrestricted. Uh, I feel like every week is another exciting week of AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, another awesome city we get to visit on the road, and doing these episodes from time to time is always real fun, just because our lives are moving so fast, it's, it's nice to sit back and go, oh yeah, remember that cool thing? And one of the things Tony had mentioned in the last segment was talking about the homegrown talent, and particularly the acclaimed, our new tag champs, and the guns, formerly the gun club. And I think for the first 50 or so matches Colton had, I had refed all of them. So mm-hmm. it's incredible to see where someone starts and how they grow as a wrestler and also as a person and the things that they learn, how they come into their characters, seeing the confidence they gain, seeing how they can work with an audience. It's it's great. And you mentioned like we have all the guys coming from other places, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, all these guys. But I think one of the things I love about AEW is just having all of that talent, but there being a understanding that we have to build up the new guys because those are the future of our our show. It's not just the pillars that we've talked about in the past. It's everyone because 
there's always something for everyone in wrestling. So I'm a, I'm a big Guns fan, even though they're kind of assholes right now. But I'm a big fan of them. I, I look at Billy sometime, and I think, you know, if, if I put myself in Billy Gunn's place, do I put Austin up for adoption? I think uh, I do. I would put Colton up for adoption because I do feel I? like Austin has the potential to make more money. Mm-hmm. Because he's got his like blossoming rap career. He's done a reality show. He's full of shit. Yeah. I, I think he can bullshit through life a little bit better. Okay. So if if I'm Billy, which means I'm already old and uh, I'm looking at dying soon. If I need one kid to pay for my retirement home, <laughs> I'd bet money on Austin. <laughs> All right. So we're having fun at the expense of the uh, claim. Hey, uh, need to say a couple of things. I, I mentioned Danielson and I mentioned Moxley coming from the WWE, but... Uh, and obviously, Chris Jericho is is such a a great leader for yes. us in the in the locker room in the clubhouse. He's he's really stepped forward and become a great leader, and and we really appreciate what he has done. But and I think we probably mentioned this our last time we talked. Getting to work and know Claudio, oh my god, has been a has been a treat. Is is he not sincerely one of the nicest human beings? that you've ever come across in your life in any, in any sport, in any walk of life. He's, he's absolutely great. And one of those guys that has had so much success that he doesn't owe anybody anything, but he will do whatever he needs to do to help anybody who needs it. And he's just such a great guy. And having guys like that at, AEW is wonderful. And Jay Lethal, I think, is another guy like that, even though he kind of plays a jerk on TV. He's one of the nicest people. I've seen him give up time in his matches for other people so they could end up having a little bit more time on Dark, which is a wonderful thing because you know screen time is is hard to come by. So if if someone's willingly given up a minute or two for someone else, that's that's huge. Uh, which and you brought up a good point, which leads me to this: uh, when we put together a television show, and and fans know this, but I don't think sometimes they get it. I don't think people get it. And this is, you have a television show that has a definite end to it, and you've got to yes. fit all this stuff into a television show, and you budget times for all these different matches, and sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And then at the end of the show, you got to scramble to fit it in because guess what? 10 o'clock or nine fifty nine fifty nine, we're off the air and you, yep. you got to get it all in. And, uh, it's, it's really a challenge sometime to do it. And you get a sense of accomplishment. I think when you accomplish that or when you get it done, I've been in the main event spot a couple times where you're 90 seconds from the off the air. You're watching the clock over there. Tony and Andrew were both in your ear telling you you're almost off the air. And there's that slight moment of panic. Like, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Mm-hmm. And somehow we always do. Yeah. We've got a great group that you can depend on. And then sometimes things happen like what happened recently with Hangman. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's out there now. It was on social media that he suffered a concussion. And Paul Turner communicates with the back that he's hurt. And Doc Sampson comes in and says he's hurt. We have to stop the match because he cannot continue. There's no good news about a concussion. No. But the good news was it wasn't a neck injury, which I originally thought it was uh, when it first happened. But, again, the flip side is now here we have eight minutes left in the show. Yeah. Right. And so now what do we do? And I think we did a good job of on the fly filling that time. So, again, it just shows how 
what pros we have. And it goes back to the point of building up that younger talent that you have someone like Mox who when suddenly a match ends not in a way that anyone wanted and you now have to fill eight minutes of airtime, you just get a microphone and do it. And you send Mm -hmm. out MJF and you throw him on a microphone. And to have faith that those guys are going to fill the time and take us to that 959-59, I'm so incredibly proud of everything, of everyone and everything that they did in that spot because it's just a, a demonstration of everyone working together. It's a demonstration of trust. It's a demonstration of talent. Uh, and I'm really glad to hear that Hangman's doing okay. I and mean, he's back at home. I think he said he had a panini yesterday. So sounds yeah. like he's back to his old self. That's good. But yeah. He's a talented kid. He really is. Okay, this is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey will continue with more. Hang in there. This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey and Tony shoot the shit. Talking about all the awesome stuff that we've been seeing on AEW programming in the last few weeks. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I think the last time we did this episode, we talked about a lot of the backstage changes and promotions for Tony and Sanjay and Pet Buck and hiring Madison and all of these things. And I feel like kind of seeing everything day to day as a talent that shows up at the venue, I've seen a growth in you and I'm not even in the room putting the show together the way that you are every day. And I know that that's a beast and very, very difficult. And I have a lot of respect for everybody that's doing that. But I see this sort of pride that you walk around with that I don't know if it's you're proud of the work you're doing, you're proud of the changes that you see. I don't even know if you know that you're seeing the changes, but I feel like there's a sense of calm and a sense of camaraderie backstage that it's grown quite a bit. We had that in Jacksonville during the uh, pandemic era, and I think we're kind of going back to that feeling. Yeah, we're, 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 we're attempting to do that. I, when I was put into this position, it's like, well, what do I do to help things? And I was told by a couple of people backstage uh, in the front office that if you see a need, then go do it. And I, I think my need is as much as anything else is just to walk around and check on people uh, and make sure that they're in the right place and just to have actually hands-on with talent. Sometimes I've got to be pulled back in with Tony and, and double-check on some things in the show. And I, I just feel that my, my strengths now are just working with people, and I like that. I've had five kids so I know, <laughs> I know how to deal with kids. Right. And so I, I just feel that that's, even though I, I'm, I'm not necessarily told, Hey, go out there and talk to these people and see how they're doing, see what's going on and, uh, just check in and, you know, and, and I give a lot of people a hard time in a joking way. And I think it's, it's good to lighten up the, the mood. I just feel that some of the things that I'm doing now are not part of my job description, but I'm making them part of my job description. Because no one else is doing it. I think the last time I looked at my job description, it was the most vague thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But I think that's intentional because with the way that we run and how how small our office is, given how big the production is, because we've got, you know, over 100 wrestlers. We've got a ton of crew guys backstage. We've only got like, what, 60 people in the office. So mm-hmm. we're we're doing whatever needs to get done. It's like, oh, this isn't anyone's job. Cool. It's your job now. And that's just what you got to do to make sure that the show runs. 
And I love yeah. that like we'll have talent meeting backstage and there's not a lot of people that can stand up in everybody in front of everybody the way Tony Schiavone does and say, Hey, stop being a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, there's there's I'm just sitting there like, yeah, no. Everyone respects Tony Schiavone. We can we yeah. can literally sit here and listen to him say this all day, and I'd love to hear it every time. Yeah, I know. It, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Uh, it really it's does. exhausting, and working with Tony means sometimes you you have to work uh, crazy hours. I don't care. Don't give a shit. Work whatever time you want me to work. You can sleep I'll when you're dead. I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. I'll be there for you. And uh, so there's it, it, a great sense of accomplishment once Wednesday is over. Oh yeah. Yeah. But just to let you just, and I think I talked about this time last time, uh, doing this podcast, doing my own personal podcast. And especially now when we tape rampage on Thursdays or on Wednesdays, and we've got to have it out the door and ready to go Friday night that when I go home and I go home on the first flight on Thursday, there's a lot of work to be done on rampage that we worked during the day. Mm-hmm. doing voice repairs Excalibur does voice repairs I do voice repairs look I look at the footage that we've had and I'm, I mark some things that I think were wrong and things need to be changed and send it into Nashville on Thursday so Thursday even though I'm not at TV it's a work day for me at home right God bless the internet and yeah, um, right on that so and then of course we do it on Friday as well so there's there's a lot of work to be done on my end when I'm not at the arena. Uh, and, but it's just because, you know, once you get wrestling in your blood and you're, and you, you work behind the scenes, it's, it's hard to get it out of your blood. It really is. Lo- Lois will say, Lois will hear my text ding and she'll say, okay, what's wrong now? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what wrestler do you have to contact now? What's wrong? I'll say, no, it's just, it's just busy work. That's all. And it does. This thing, and I've got it on silent here, this thing rings all the time, yep. all week. Yep. I'm on different text chains. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy I was put in this position to be able to work with guys and girls. I have a text chain, probably the one that I'm most active on. We've got a bunch of people who are running AEW Heels now. So it's like me, Leva Bates, Vicky Guerrero, Amanda Huber. And we just have mm-hmm. this text thread where we're constantly trying to figure out how can we make this the coolest community in wrestling and make it yep. such such a thing that everyone wants to sign up. And right. I I love this team and I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Like being able to go to a meeting, stick to an agenda, get a bunch of shit done and follow up and just have that team that you trust to do things. I've worked in a 9 to 5 job for 10 years prior to wrestling and I don't think I ever got to experience that. And this is yeah. something unique that wrestling gave me that I never expected. And right. I love it. My, I think I have like seven meetings on Mondays. I can't imagine how many you have from the like creative yeah. and, you know, management side of things. But I know I'm constantly meeting with partners and trying to just get things ready for the week. And yeah, it's, it's a constant thing. There's no such thing as a day off in wrestling. No, no, there's not. And that's the way I like it. Because I, I can tell you this, I can tell you that in my other jobs that I had, when I worked when I worked in college football, we would be so busy on Fridays and Saturdays, and the game would be on Saturday. And then I would come home, and then Sunday I would have absolutely nothing to do. And I was so freaking miserable. 
Yeah. Because I had absolute nothing to do. Well, guess what? I've always got something to do now. Right. There's no days. There's no days where I don't have anything to do. And even the days where it's light, I can even think of things to do to help out. There's a thing we we talk about back from when I was working in video games full time called post-ship depression, where mm-hmm. you work on this game for multiple years. It essentially becomes like your blood and your soul and your baby, and then you send it out into the world and people play it. And then you just kind of have this overwhelming sense of not really sure what's next because this thing that has been your life is now no longer your thing. And until you find that next thing and build that connection, it's it's really hard. And I think I literally just now realized in this moment that I don't experience that with wrestling because we're yeah. always moving. It's I'm home. I'm in these meetings. I follow up with these emails. I do this next thing. I hop on a call with this person. Great. On the plane, 6 a.m. Tuesday, go to the next town. It's just constant boom, 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 boom. And that's a hard life for a lot of people. And a lot of people can't see themselves doing that kind of thing. But I love it because it's just constantly go, go, go. Yeah. And I do want to add something here that uh, is probably, I don't, you may know about this. I'm not so sure. Uh, And it's certainly, uh, I've really kind of uh, wrestled with even, even to mention this, but I'm going to. We have uh, just hired a brand new producer uh, to help us backstage, and it's a, a producer who's uh, had 15 years of network TV experience, really knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and uh, I really wrestled with even wanting him to come to work for us, and it's my son, Matt, Yeah, who will, who will start as a producer in Jacksonville, and and as we, this thing airs, it, it's already happened. I, because he had such a good job, but he just like us just absolutely loves pro wrestling and wanted to do it. And I went, Matt, are you sure? Because it's, it's freaking crazy back there. Right. And once you're in it, you can't get out. <laughs> you can't get out. And and Tony told me, he said, well, I'm not going to have him work under you. I said, good. Good. He said, he's going to, he's going to work with, uh, with, uh, with Sanjay. Uh, Perfect. So anyway, I'm, I'm very proud of him and maybe it's, uh, we can get him on, uh, to talk to us sometimes because he's got, uh, a lot of, and he worked for Fox news in New York city for 15 oh, wow. years. So, so as a producer there, so, wow. so see you, you go from Fox news and news to pro wrestling. It's two completely different things but it's still tv it's still tv it's still the cra- yeah it's, it's still trying to put on a live show 24 right? 7 one's in front of a crowd like there's so much stuff going on i had no idea we hired matt congratulations man yeah so we'll see how he does he needs to stay out of my way dude i handled him for a number of years <laughs> you're I'm done not with dealing, his bullshit. i'm not uh, <laughs> i'm not dealing dealing with him now so uh anyway one other thing before we go and, and i think it's worth mentioning how's that uh Pretty good chest bump with you and Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh my god! I saw that and I went, "Whoa!" Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's great because, like, a lot of the things that I really like working with Chris is it's all on the fly, and he kind of plays into the chemistry that we have with each other quite a bit. So, and we'll we'll do this spot frequently enough where you know, get a guy in the in the walls, guy works to the ropes, break the hold, I count. He lets go, puts his arms up in the air, acts like he won. Right. And I'm sitting there kind of waiting for a cue, just looking frustrated. And he'll say to me, put my arm down. So I'll put his arm down, say, hey, what are you doing? You didn't win. He goes, yeah, I did. He tapped out. No, 
he grabbed the rope. And a couple times he's like shoved me or whatever, like he's he's done something or just or not interacted. But this last match he had with Dalton Castle, he chest bumps mm-hmm. me. And I'm trying not to immediately laugh because yeah. I'm like, I know the camera's yeah. on me. I don't want to like break character at all. And I just kind of say, what do you want me to do? Right. And he goes, give it back. So I just chest bump back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always great because like, and then there it gets gift and it's sent everywhere and it's all over Twitter. And I'm just like, man, these kind of like you said with the acclaim, like you don't know what's going to work. It just sort of mm-hmm. happens. And that's one of the beauties of pro wrestling. You can script so much of it, but those moments that just happen in front of the crowd that are unique and organic mm-hmm. and are, it's yeah, so great. I agree. I, I, I love working yeah. with Chris. I love working with Chris. He's great. It's great organic uh, moments. It really is. Okay. We want to remind you that uh, next week we'll be back with some more guests on AEW Unrestricted. We yeah. have new people to talk to all the time. Yeah. All Absolutely the time. we do. And that's one of the great things about what we do. We invite you to follow us for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcast, uh, And check out the video episodes on YouTube. You can just search AEW Unrestricted. Right, Aubrey? Right. Also on YouTube, you can watch Dark on Tuesdays. You can watch Elevation on Mondays. Lots of awesome up-and-coming talent that we've actually had to have on this podcast before. Uh, that we've gotten the uh, the opportunity to have on this podcast before. Really great people. You can see them grow and become better wrestlers. And eventually they end up on Dynamite on Wednesdays on TBS and Rampage on TNT on Fridays. Such such a wonderful company. I love sitting here. I love talking with you, Tony Schiavone. This is such a wonderful podcast. Tony and Aubrey here, AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up. Make them bounce.